0: hello my friends welcome my name is joe this is the joe martino show and today we're going to talk about anxiety could anxiety actually be not only normal but beneficial that's what i want to talk to you about today let's kick it off this is the joe martino show you're listening to the joe martino show a podcast dealing with all things emotional relational and human nature Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello. Welcome back. I hope that today is going well for you. Wherever today is, I hope that it is going well. Today, I want to talk to you about managing anxiety. This is something that counselors deal with a lot. We talk about it a lot and you know it is part of our national language. It's part of our national conversation on the regular now. We talk about anxiety. It's very difficult. Somebody said to me the other day everywhere they go they're running into more and more people that are being treated for anxiety and I think this is the result of as a collective conscious we've kind of said like hey Let's talk about what's going on. Right. We've tried to to go after the stigma of mental health and we have brought anxiety, the conversation about anxiety, the the conversation about the treatment for anxiety to the national consciousness. And I think that's good. And I also think we need to continue the conversation and we need to constantly strive for balance. We need to constantly be asking ourselves ourselves what does it mean to have balance in our lives and in our conversations and especially in our treatment of anxiety? Because one of the things that I am concerned about is we've lost the word sad. We've lost the phrase, I'm just having a bad day. If someone says I'm sad or I'm having a bad day, it's almost dismissed as no, you you actually are anxious. And I think this is because it There are certainly some people who had anxiety and they would dismiss it by saying, I'm sad or I'm just having a bad day. And so we went from one extreme and we flipped over to another. And so that's what I want to talk about today, because I think one of the things that we have to consider is what does it mean to have anxiety, and how do we treat it? And so I do what probably most of America does. I get online when I want to find a definition. And here's what the American Psychological Association has on their website. Anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worry, thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. People also ask what is the best definition of anxiety, anxiety. and according to Medline Plus, which looks like it is a government Website, it says, anxiety is a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. It might cause you to sweat, feel restless and tense, and have a rapid heartbeat. It can be a normal reaction to stress. For example, you might feel anxious when faced with a difficult problem at work before taking a test or before making an important decision. And so the, here's the only thing that bugs me there. It can be a normal reaction to stress. No, 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 Mr. Government employee who wrote that or Miss Government employee who wrote that. It is a normal reaction to stress. Right now my son is anxious because I, I was recording this and he came over and got in the scene and got in the picture. And so he's trying to make sure that everything's okay. Just say hi to everybody, buddy. Say hi. They can't see you. <laughs> he, he's not saying hi. All right. He's waving. He's waving. There we go. I got we got a big wave and a pretty smile and a handsome smile. Sorry. All right. So that's one of the first things that I want to talk about is do we still have just sad emotions, right? Because anxiety, the, the acceleration of your heart rate, is your body's way of responding to stress. Your body's physical reaction is your body preparing you to engage in something because of because of stress. And what we call anxiety, what is called anxiety, is your body's response to stress. And in and of itself, it isn't bad. And that's the thing that I think tripped people out. What started this was I, I started to uh, have people send me articles and podcast episodes about people saying, that counseling doesn't work because what happens is, is you focus on the anxiety, the anxiety gets worse and counselors are incentivized to keep you coming back for more and more sessions. And you know what? There's probably bad counselors out there that that's true of. And certainly if all we do is focus on, oh man, I feel anxious. My heart rate is up. I remember having a panic attack one time when I was having an interview, I was living on the Eastern shore of Maryland at the time we were in a bad way financially and i was talking to these people that i couldn't see on on a phone interview and i remember just not being able to breathe and at the time i had no idea what a panic attack was and i was just like and and i just had to i had to gut it out and here's the thing i look back now i'm like oh wow that was a panic attack and it was perfectly normal given the situation and how important it was to my family's well-being and to my well-being. I needed a job. I needed to be able to pay my bills. We needed to eat. We needed to have a roof over our head and, and walls and all of the things that come with a job. And I wasn't sure that I was going to have that. I was a young father. we had only been, my wife and I had only been married a couple years. And that is one of the things that I was like, man, I look back, I'm like, that was a panic attack. And here's the thing, I didn't really have to do anything to treat it. Now, I want to be clear because I know somebody's going to get mad at me. I'm not saying that if you're treating your anxiety, you shouldn't, especially if you're treating it with meds. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, is that as I read these articles, a lot of them I look at, I'm like, well, that's weird. Or I listen to the, the podcast episodes and I might even read one guy's book because he really contradicts himself a lot in the one podcast that I heard, which was like an hour and a half. And it was a pretty long episode. There was parts of it that were fascinating. One of the salient points that he made was, is we've lost the vernacular of sad, Lost the vernacular of, man, I'm just having a bad day for two or three days in a row. I've just been having a bad week. I've been having a bad month. And because here's what happens, and this is something then that we have to wrestle with. And as a society, I'm not sure that we like wrestling with things. We don't like having to wrestle with terms. We like certainty and all or nothing. But here's one of the points that he made. He's like, how long do you have to be sad until it's anxiety? That's a great question, which I will be honest with you, I've never heard somebody really give me a very good definition on. In fact, I wonder about that. I don't actually disagree with them. I think that's a great question. How long does a person have to be sad until it's anxiety? Typically, as counselors, what we would say is when the sadness starts to impede your quality of life. But even that's a nebulous question. How much does it have to impede your quality of life? And these are issues that if we're going to do a good job of dealing with anxiety, We have to wrestle with how many days, how much uh, quality of life should we expect to give up to anxiety or to distress? Because like, I was talking to a young man who was waiting to hear back on a home loan and he was like, man, I was just super anxious. My heartbeat was up and I was struggling to breathe. I was like, well, what happened? He's like, nothing. I played video games and went to bed. Do you think I need medicine? No, I don't even think you need to be in therapy for that. Right. I think you just probably experienced a normal reaction to a big consequence thing, to a big issue thing of life. You're buying your first home. Of course, you're anxious. You're waiting to hear back from the lender. Of course, you're anxious. That makes total sense to me. And it didn't really impede your quality of life. Hey, friends, I just want to interrupt the show here for a second and invite all the men to a men's conference that I'm doing March 15th and 16th in Norfolk, Nebraska. It's it's spelled Norfolk like that place in Virginia, but it's pronounced Norfolk. I know I've been there in seriousness. This is something that I'm so passionate about that I'm actually not charging to do the conference. I'm doing it because I believe that we need to help men fight for more. You can register at hcnorfolk.com forward slash events and find Fight Club and then just register. It's $30 for the event. If you can't afford it, let me know. And I do have a bit of a scholarship set up to help people with that. Register now. I want to read you the blurb, let you know what's going on. We want you to unleash the warrior within at the Ultimate Men's Conference, Fight Club. Elevate your life as we guide you through a transformative journey where you'll learn to fight for more, more family time, more meaning, and more of the things that truly matter. Join a community of like-minded men as we explore the art of balancing ambition and connection, equipping you with the tools to conquer life's challenges. Our dynamic sessions will empower you to strengthen your relationships, define your purpose, and achieve the success you crave while making a difference in this world. Embrace the camaraderie, build resilience, and step into your role as a true champion. Become more than a conqueror. Don't miss the opportunity to redefine your path and fight for the life you deserve. Learn the fight, the good fight. Fight Club where men become warriors for a life of abundance. The church is located at 1213 East Phillip Avenue in Norfolk, Nebraska. You can reach them at 402 371 6372. I'd love to see you there. Like I said, this is a a very inexpensive event for you. $30 for the event. It is overnight. You would need to get a hotel. I believe that there are two hotels in the town. There is limited seating, so be sure to register. Would love to see you there. Grab a couple buddies. Make it a road trip. I hope to see you in Nebraska. If you want us to come to your town, reach out. You can email me at joe at joemartino.com. All right, let's go back to the show. A common question I get from parents is, well, what do I do with my kids that have school anxiety? Maybe my child has math anxiety or English anxiety. And usually what I tell them is, is you encourage them to do two things, right? And this is what I want you to do if you have anxiety. First of all, you encourage them to talk through the feelings that are leading to anxiety. And this is where we have to have a really hard conversation. We're back to a wrestling conversation. We have to wrestle with the truth that could anxiety be both chemical and a result of our thinking patterns? Could anxiety actually be something that is both chemical? And so for some people, that's just going to be the way they're born with higher level chemicals of it. But for the majority of people, it's going to be the result of how they think. Is that possible? And there's going to be people that are going to get mad and they get mad when I suggest that. But so the first thing I I want my clients to do and I encourage parents to do with their kids or, you know, my clients, I talk to them, just wrestle through. Why am I feeling this right now? What's going on? So when I was having that panic attack, right, if I look back at it, well, of course, I'm anxious. I'm having an interview for a job that I need. And so there's anxiety there. I need to be able to pay my bills. I was in sales. I was terrible at it. I was, I'm was. i terrible at sales. And so the question is, what are you thinking about? What are you ruminating on that is driving your anxiety? And then the second thing I want my clients to do, and I encourage parents to encourage their children to do, is to ask themselves, what can I do? Can I keep moving forward? Can I continue to move? So the guy that That put in for the house. Just just wait until you hear back from the house. If that doesn't work, get another one. Well, what if I can't get a better one? Well, then you go get what you can get. You keep moving forward. You keep doing. If anxiety is your body's reaction to stress, which I truly believe it is. In fact, I used to say stress happens to me. Anxiety is my body's reaction to it then that means you don't necessarily control that. And I'm totally there, right? You don't control your heart rate going up. You don't necessarily control your breathing. Now, you can bring your breathing under control. Remember, we've talked in the past about emotional regulation and how important it is, but how it's not really emotional regulation, it's behavior regulation. And behavior regulation brings emotional regulation. And so when you start to lean into whatever it is that's creating your anxiety, if you can think through, what am I thinking about? What am I worried about? Right. So I was talking to a guy one time and he was thinking, I don't want to go do this thing because, and at some level, it's kind of funny. I lied to my wife when we were in high school, so they weren't even married. I lied to my wife when we were in high school, but there's no way for me to go do this, uh, this reunion thing without her probably finding out that I lied to her then. And I don't really want her to know that I lied to her. And so he got anxious about it, really anxious. He was losing sleep. But the truth is, he he was he had anxiety over the idea that his wife was going to find out he lied and there was going to be negative consequences of that. And I realized that that is not always the case. It's not always that clear. Sometimes we have existential anxiety. If I don't get this job or if I lose my job or if I can't get a job or I'm stuck in a job, and what does that mean about me? And so we have these thought patterns that are existential in nature. In other words, they're about our meaning and they drive our Anxiety. They drive our that that's what our body's reacting to. And when that anxiety starts to, to fester up, it can be very difficult to not come back to this idea of okay, I gotta think through what is it that's creating this. And sometimes we can't. So then we go to our, our behaviors. What can I do here? Is there something I do? Can I can I regulate my breathing? Can I practice mindfulness? Can I go for a walk? Can I do seven things? Seven facts is, is, is typically what I teach my clients. Just state seven facts. Your name is, first, middle, first middle last. Your age is, your birth date is, your favorite color is, your favorite food is, your favorite trip was, your favorite book is, your favorite movie is. And you just keep going through facts until you're breathing and those body things catch up. Well, Joe, what happens if my anxiety is keeping me from sleeping? I have to have sleep medicine. Maybe, but have you tried the other things? Have you tried to go through and ask yourself what's going on? Have you asked yourself, maybe I'm not anxious. Maybe I'm just sad. Maybe I'm having a bad day, right? I was talking to somebody and his business was just in trouble and his business was in trouble really because of something that he didn't control. And so I I said, well, what are you? He's like, I'm just so anxious. Are you anxious or are you having a bad day? Now, I didn't have that conversation with him too much. I didn't know him that well. I wasn't his therapist and I knew him kind of at the acquaintance level. But at some point I probably would have asked him like, hey, do you really think you're anxious or are you just sad? I know someone whose friend just died about three weeks ago, and they're sad, of course they're sad and and one of the questions we have to ask ourselves is where does sad fit into our our expectations about life, and then what do we do with that? How do we continue to live our life? Do we expect to feel good all the time? That's really the question that's the biggest question that I see with my twenty somethings and early thirty somethings clients coming in. They have an expectation that they will be happy all the time. Uh, My teenage clients who can't go to school, they're just so anxious about going to school. They have an expectation that they're just gonna like everything they do. And here's the rub. And I know that when I talked about this in the past, I've gotten some emails where people weren't overly happy with it. But everything you do, your brain codes itself to do it faster next time. So if my daughter doesn't wanna go to school because she's anxious, what happens when I let her stay home because she's anxious? We're literally coding her brain to want to stay home faster next time. That's how neuropathways pathways work. And so now we're creating a, we're, we're actually creating a, a bigger problem that we have to deal with. And so what I argue is we have to accept that anxiety is not only normal, but it can be beneficial. not all the time. Not if it is bringing us to some of those symptoms listed on the page that I was reading to you from. Not if it is, is, is causing us to lose quality of life but we better have a really good definition on what quality of life means. We need to wrestle with that. And and it's good to wrestle with definitions. It's good to wrestle with symptomology. It's good to wrestle with our expectations. One of these days I'm going to do a podcast episode on expectations for marriage, but I'll ask couples all the time, like, hey, out of seven days, how many days of the week, right, there's seven days in a week, how many days do you expect to have miscommunication with your spouse? And invariably, I I hear a lot, well, I don't expect to ever have miscommunication with my spouse. And then I'll often look at them and say, well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you should expect to have some miscommunication with your spouse because that will help you to then deal with it when you actually have the miscommunication with your spouse. Maybe if you changed your expectations that, hey, sometimes life is going to be hard. Sometimes I'm going to feel bad. Sometimes I'm going to be sad. Sometimes I'm going to feel really anxious and my heart rate's going to race and my breathing is going to be like too short and my hands are going to be sweaty and I'm going to struggle to sleep because I'm trying to do things that matter to me. And there are things going in the world that scare me and the world matters to me. And there are things going on with people I love and those people that I love matter to me. And so my body's going to react in a way that's going to produce chemicals, that's going to produce anxiety, and it's okay. It is okay to be sad. It is okay to have bad days, bad weeks, bad months, and dare I say it, even a bad year. It is okay to feel anxiety. And it's great to go to therapy and talk through those things. It is good to treat it. It is good to do what I need to do to treat it, whatever that is. And it's good to continually come back and examine those treatments. It is good to continually come back and examine what I'm doing to manage my anxiety. All right. So those are my thoughts about anxiety. What about you? Is there something in this episode that maybe you hadn't thought about before? Something that you really agreed with? Something that you didn't? Something that maybe you were like, dude, not only are you wrong, but I feel really angry about that. Awesome. Let me know. Shoot me a, an email, joe at martino.com Put podcast in the subject line or tweet it out. Hit me up on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now. Let me know what you think. That's all I want to know. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.